0: Welcome, my friends, to the Bible Tracks broadcast. Thank you so much for closing out your week with us here at Bible Tracks Incorporated. I'm Mike McCurry, the host and executive director of this ministry, and I'm so very glad to be a part of your listening experience today. Our ministry, since 1938, has been providing gospel tracks for free to people just like you, and we'd love for you to check us out on our website, Inc. Did I mention they're free? They are completely free. Tracks, shipping, everything completely free. Please visit us just in case you happen to need a few gospel tracks in your car, in your purse, in your backpack. Maybe, gentlemen, you need one in your suit coat. Visit us, BibleTracksInc.org. Now, I'm going to spend the vast majority of our time today finishing up discipleship study number six. Lord willing, I'm going to leave the lion's share of this program for that discipleship study. But before I do that, I'd just like to say this, There are some big things coming, Lord willing, at BTI. I am so very excited to share with you in the very near future what God is doing through this ministry. It's all God. It's not me. It's not our operations manager, the phenomenal job he does notwithstanding. It's all God. I'm so thankful for the volunteers. I'm thankful for the office staff, the secretarial work that gets done around here. I'm thankful for the USPS and the fact that they get our packages where they are supposed to go so often. But can I tell you this? I am most thankful to God for what he's done since the time of evangelist Paul Levine and Mark Smith, my predecessor. I have not mentioned his name on the radio of late, and I apologize for that. Pastor Mark Smith in Pennsylvania We're trying to set up a time. I'd like to do an interview with him, bring him back on the air, talk about his 15 years. Can you believe that? 15 years at BTI. If you'd be interested in hearing that broadcast, would you text me? Maybe you have a question you'd like to ask him. I'm sure for many of you, he was your favorite Bible teacher on this radio station. And so if you would, text me a question, 309-316-7240. We haven't recorded yet, so make sure you send your question in 309-316-7240. We will greatly appreciate that. Now, let's turn our attention to our Bible study today. We're talking about the works of the Holy Spirit. What does he do? And if we get far enough, I've left almost 10 minutes of the broadcast for this. If we get far enough, we're going to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit and how to be filled with that power. Turn in your Bibles to John chapter 16. John 16, 7 through 8. I'll make one last plea. Visit our website, get a sample packet, one each of all of our tracks. So many different options. We haven't talked about transformed recently. We haven't talked about he is not here. So many good options, but get our sample packet first, as always, completely free. John chapter 16, seven through eight says this, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. What is one work of the Holy Spirit? Well, thank God he comforts us. The word Comforter in the Greek is the word paraclete, which means alongside of. I'm so glad that we have a God through the Holy Spirit that is alongside of us. This is exactly what the Holy Spirit does. He walks alongside of us in difficult times, sickness, death, pain, peril, broken hearts. What a wonderful thought. A Christian never goes through tragedy alone. What's that old song? Let me think of it here. Put myself on the spot. I didn't have to walk Jordan alone. Is that what it is? Maybe you can tell me what it is. I still feel like I'm messing that that title up slightly. But regardless, the thought is still the same. You don't have to go through life's journey alone. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I'd love to introduce you to the Comforter. What else does the Holy Spirit do? He teaches us God's Word. Now, keep in mind, all of these thoughts, they're coming from this discipleship study. Number 6 titled The Holy Spirit, that you can get for free from our website. He teaches us God's word. John 14, 26 says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. One of the great things about this discipleship study is the fact that it has some questions after almost every lesson just to review, refresh your memory. And this thought right here, Refresh your memory with this, refresh your life, the fact that the Holy Spirit teaches us God's word. Have you ever read a passage and just been so stumped, been so befuddled by what God's word is trying to teach you? Well, you might need to pray for a little while and ask the Holy Spirit for his help. John 15:26 says, "But when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth," which proceedeth from the father, he shall testify of me. You know, only a saved person can truly understand the word of God. You need to have the author. Remember, the Holy Spirit is the one that helps give us the scriptures of God. You need to have the author living inside of you. Think about that. Next time you're reading any book, think of how easy it would be to understand what the author was trying to say. If you could actually sit down and read that book with the Author present. The Holy Spirit makes the word of God come alive in our life. Let's talk about the Holy Spirit helping us pray. Now, I'm giving you so many different scriptures, and you can get this discipleship study, as I've mentioned before, for yourself to kind of refresh your memory as well. But Romans chapter 8, verses 26 and 27 says this, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. You know, so often we don't get what we're praying for because we're not praying according to the will of God. The Holy Spirit wants to help with that. We know not what we should pray for as we ought. Have you ever begun praying and ended up praying for a lot of things that you hadn't planned on? That might be the Holy Spirit helping you know what to ask for. How about this? The Holy Spirit, as part of his work, he uplifts Christ. John 16, 13. How be it when he... The spirit of truth is come he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself but whatsoever he shall hear that shall he speak and he will show you things to come he shall glorify me for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you the holy spirit never brags on himself he's a very humble character he prefers to be in the shadows while jesus christ gets the glory what else does he do part of his work is speaking to us. I'm so glad the Holy Spirit speaks to us. Remember Acts 29, then the Spirit said unto Philip, go near, join thyself to this chariot. Acts thirteen two. as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, separate me Barnabas and Saul or Paul for the work whereinto I have called them. The Holy Spirit speaks to Christians by the word of God and by impression. Now the Holy Spirit might not actually verbatim tell you exactly what you should do but if you'd get in the stillness and quietness of your time with God, the Holy Spirit would love to talk to you. His still, small voice is heard by those that are still enough to listen. Now, the last work of the Holy Spirit that we're going to talk about before we jump into the power of the Holy Spirit is this. He, meaning the Holy Spirit, bears fruit in us. May I point out that if you are a sick or sickly Christian, spiritually speaking, and you're not bearing any fruit, it may be because you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to work in you. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is. Now take inventory in your life. Are these in your life? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. The Holy Spirit earnestly desires the character of Christ to be exemplified in our lives. Now, hopefully it cannot be said of you that you are a curmudgeonly old Christian. No, friend, we should have all of these things because we have the Holy Spirit. Now, very quickly, in the last three minutes or so, let's talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts 1 8 says, But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. The Holy Spirit desires to fill you for service, to really control you for service of the King. Salvation is when you let Jesus come into your heart or into your house. The filling of the Holy Spirit is when you give the Holy Spirit all the keys to all the doors in the house. Now, this has other applications as well, but Ephesians 5.18 says, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. That verse is a command, not a suggestion. As a hand fills a glove, so the Holy Spirit wants to fill and control you. So let's talk about that for just a moment how to be filled with the holy spirit examine yourself and your motives you can look at 1 Corinthians 11:28 number 2 confess all known sin and forsake it we're talking about how to be filled with the holy spirit number 3 yield yourself to the holy spirit for time's sake i'll just give you the reference Romans 6:11 through 12 number 4 ask to be filled While at a Christian camp, a young preacher asked a seasoned pastor how he could have the power of the Holy Spirit. They were both near a swimming pool when the seasoned pastor, just nudged, pushed the young preacher into the water. And then he held his head under for a while. In a few moments, the young preacher came up gasping for air. The pastor said, son, when you want the power of the Holy Spirit as much as you just wanted air, that's when you'll have it. Man, oh man. I don't know if that's a true story or not, but it's a great illustration. If you want the Holy Spirit as much as you want the air that you breathe, that would change your life. The Holy Spirit. Let's finish with this. There are two sins a Christian can commit against the Holy Spirit. Number one is this, quenching the Holy Spirit, 1 Thessalonians 5.19. That's when a Holy Spirit pours cold water on the fire in his life that the Holy Spirit is trying to kindle. And then grieving Ephesians 4.30. This is done by disobedience and ignoring the Holy Spirit. Don't quench or grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Are we supposed to talk to the Holy Spirit? Yes. Sin and silence is what hurts the Holy Spirit most. He wants our conversation. Please understand me. The Holy Spirit is not like Jiminy Cricket in the movie Pinocchio. But I will say this. The Holy Spirit is definitely not some inanimate object that we just tuck in our pocket and take with us everywhere we go. No, the Holy Spirit wants to have a conversation with you. That's where we will end our week of broadcast. Thank you so much for listening. The announcer will come on in just a moment. Join us next week and have a great weekend for God's glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes